Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. There's no better time to upgrade your phone at Walmart because when you sign up for AT&T Next, you can upgrade to a Samsung Galaxy S5 for zero down. AT&T Next lets you upgrade every 12 months, so there's only one place for wireless. Walmart, more ways to Christmas joy. Requires eligible installment agreement, qualified credit, and wireless service plan. Tax due at sale. If canceled, wireless service device balance due. New device after one year requires 12 installments, eligible trade-in, and new purchase. Other charges and restrictions apply. See at slash next or a store for details. Maybe I did waste my time on this person this week, and um, but it's my time to waste. 
and more importantly, letting him go unaddressed and letting him disrespect me really, really makes me uncomfortable. I can't let somebody disrespect me and be quiet about it. I'm just not built that way. Do any of you guys have sound? Is anybody hearing me? I hope so, because there's a lot of people in the chat room saying that they don't have sound at all. Okay. Weirdos. (laughs) Anyways, we're talking about Brad. I... Um, Brad's on my live journal. If you have um live journal you can um you can go over to live journal. It's not blocked or anything. It's just he sent me this long winded, bloated email basically calling me a bitch and a prima donna because I told him he wasn't qualified to give me writing advice. Dude, he's not even a writer. I looked him up. He has a membership on Portkey and has never posted a single story. And even if I were to kind of take advice from other writers, and for the most part, unless you're my beta, that's not going to happen. Um, someone who doesn't actually write wouldn't be welcome to give me input. And you know what else? This is something else. What he wanted me, what he would have preferred for me to do in this particular section of Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond is actually contrary to my plot and character development. It's also out of character behavior for Hermione because Hermione is not coy. In fact, if all the words you could assign to Hermione, coy would not be two words you would ever put in the same sentence with Hermione Granger in canon. It doesn't work. And also, um, I don't think this grown man who pervs on Emma Watson, and let's be honest, that's probably what that is, has any idea what a 16-year-old girl is going to be thinking or saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyway, regardless, so not only... um, did he give me writing advice? He gave me bad writing advice with no um, grasp of character development or the actual plot going on in the story. Of course, in this comment, he also, or in one of these comments, he also made sure to um, basically tell me that he thought J.K. Rowling was a hack. I mean, that's not what he said exactly, but that's what he meant. That is totally what he meant. Um, and I, so, okay, he's not a writer. He appears to be a, um, very intrusive reader. He, um, intrudes on people. Uh, he just, he intruded on me. He intruded on my work. And, uh, then when I told him I didn't want to hear it, he got really butthurt and sent me this long email. And that was after I banned him from my site. And what you don't see, because most of you, in fact, 99.9% of you aren't banned from my site, is after I banned him, I deleted his membership. So when he tried to make a new membership, my site told him to fuck off, literally. 
literally told him to fuck off. It said, fuck off. You're banned. That's what it says. Fuck off. <laughs> so I assume that he went to log into my site and realized he couldn't. So he went to make a new account and got that fuck off message and then sat down and wrote me an email to let me know what a bitch and a prima donna I am. Um, none of this is new to me. And if he's listening, and I hope you are, Brad, I, for the record, I don't compartmentalize. I'm a bitch across the board. In fact, I stepped out of the womb like this. Arrogant, prima donna bitch. That's me. I came out of the womb this way, and I asked my husband so that I could get a male point of view. And he said, my snarky bitch, and this is the best part. There you go. Now you know. Now you know. The first lady of porn has spoken. <clears throat> yes, he did use a lot of big words in his, in his not a lot, a couple of big words in his, his long-winded um, email, um, of which I don't think he used them correctly. I, You know, I was very tempted to, like, beta his email and send it back to him. There was a lot wrong with it. Run on sentences. He doesn't use commas correctly. Yeah, but you know, and this is this is. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. Um, he's not qualified to give anybody writing advice. So if you're in the Harry Potter fandom, especially if you're on Porky, since he does seem to have a membership to that, and Brad comments on your work, whether to tell you it's good or bad, or whether he wants to talk to you about what you're doing or what you're, how you're doing it or character development or plot, don't take him seriously because he has no fucking idea what he's talking about. And I'm going to give you readers. I love my readers. I do. I don't write for you. I write for me. But I love you. I love you guys. Um, if you're not a writer, you're not qualified to give writers advice on how to write. You can say, I love this or I hate this, okay, but you're not actually qualified to tell writers how to do what they're doing. Because if you were qualified to do it, you wouldn't be a reader, you'd be a writer. Okay? <sighs> and that's ugly, I know, and I don't apologize for it. That's just the way it is. Um, and, you know, because frankly, I'm not a surgeon. I'm not a heart surgeon. I don't email heart surgeons to let them know how to do their job because I'm not qualified to do so. But more than that, unless a writer asks you for their construct, for constructive criticism, do not give it. Don't give it. If they want it, they'll ask for it. And considering how many people beg for feedback, you'll know if they want your advice. It's really obvious. Boom, right there. Please give me feedback. And you don't see those on my posts. You've never seen me ask for feedback because I don't need it. I like it. I like getting comments. I'm not going to say otherwise. I enjoy being told somebody liked something I wrote. Yes, this is true. I enjoy that. But 
I don't care if you don't comment. Does that make sense? I mean, you can comment. That's great. That's fine. That's lovely. I, I, I love to read them. Sometimes if I'm in a really bad mood, I'll go over to my site and I read my feedback because it makes me feel better. But if you never commented ever again on my stories or on my site, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. I wouldn't cry, and I wouldn't take my stuff and go home because that's not why I do it. I don't post for feedback. I don't post for comments. I don't even actually post in fandom. So if you come across my site, it's because somebody else has mentioned me or I'm in a rec list or I'm on somebody's bookmark list because I don't post on archives. I don't. I no longer announce my fix on anybody's live journal group or Yahoo list or anything. My site automatically tweets my updates, and they go to my Facebook automatically as well. Um, and that's it. I think I've – actually, I have an archive link list on Area 52 for Stargate that I update because I've always updated that, and there are people who actually um, subscribe to that, and, you know, I, I do that for them. But I don't advertise in the Harry Potter fandom that I'm writing Harry Potter. I don't post on their communities. I don't post on their live journals. I just don't do it because I don't actually have any interest in being involved in fandom on the, in that way. I prefer to interact with other writers and readers on Facebook. I have my little Facebook groups. I have my own site. I have my own chat room. If you want to interact with me, that's where I'm going to be. I'm not going to be on live journals. I'm not going to be participating in big bangs. I'm, I'm not going to do thick exchanges. Although I'm really looking forward, and I'm really sad to say this is the last year for the um, GA uh, Christmas thing. Um, I'm looking forward to reading those stories, and I'm sad this is the last year for that. But I've only participated in that once. Um, I just don't participate in fandom because it's weird. It's weird, and, and people are crazy. So my entrance into the Harry Potter fandom was not of my own doing. I wrote a story. I wrote Birth of the Serpent King while my foot was broken, and I sent it to the lady holder, and she said, wow, we debated this and did it up because it's awesome. I said, okay, great, let's do that. And we baited it, and I put it up. But I never made any announcements anywhere for it that I remember. I certainly haven't announced anything since if I did because I haven't participated in those those live journal groups in over two years um, because I don't care if Harry Potter fandom readers read my stuff. I have a group of readers. They're on my site. They're members of my site. They're members of Rough Trade. They're my, they're my friends on Facebook. They follow me on Twitter. And most of them are sitting in my chat room right now listening to this radio show. Um, and that's fine. I post for them. And for me. I write for me. I post for them. Um, I welcome new readers. I, you're welcome. Join us. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. Speaking of which, I made cookies today. I made homemade chocolate chip cookies, and my husband informed me after 10 years. Um, okay. 16 years. Uh, that he doesn't actually like my cookies. He, this man actually told me he prefers those Toll House cookies 
from the refrigerator section in the grocery store. You know those ones that come in the big square that you break up? He actually prefers those to my homemade chocolate chip cookies that I made with organic butter. These damn things are soft. They melt in your mouth. It prefers those oily, made-with-vegetable-shortening cookies that you get in the refrigerator section. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell that is. But anyways, fuck that. That's just more cookies for me. I hope my thing isn't tinny. I can't really tell. I mean, I can't listen to it myself personally while I'm on the phone. Um, uh, Senna is my guest this evening uh, on Shark Week, and uh, I don't know which one is her area code. Senna, what's your area code? Okay. Um, What's up, bitches? Senna. So what's your stance on trolling, Senna? Should should I ignore it? I would like to point out the tag that's on the email that's specifically for me is the I am a troll tag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There is a little uh uh on my contact form there's a list of um the subjects you can choose from and and Senna uh was putting troll on all of her posts one day, and so I put it in that for her. That's Senna's personal subject line. I'm not saying you guys can't use it. I'm just saying it's for Senna. Um, so what do you think? Should I have ignored Brad? No, I don't think you would have, or, or that you should have, because if you had ignored him, he would have just kept doing it. Right. And that's you having to listen to his side of the entire thing, and not responding at all, which is bullshit, because then he can make any kind of insinuation out of that that he wants. There's no sense in that. He can intimidating me. Exactly. And if there's one thing my dad ever taught me, it was don't ever let a man think that he intimidates you, because you can pick up a fucking chair and hit him in the face with it. And I promise you that's exactly what my dad said to me. I need a chair in the chat room. They're asking me, does he identify himself as Brad or does he just sub that? If you go to Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond on Chapter 2 and Chapter 3, maybe, or is it Chapter 1 and Chapter 2? I don't remember. He um, actually identifies himself as Brad. I have his email address, and you don't know, you don't know how tempted I was to break my, my cardinal rule. I have never posted somebody's email address on my live journal. I came so, in fact, I actually had it posted in the little box, but I didn't hit, you know, publish, and I took it out three times. Oh. I almost gave you bitches his email address. <laughs> See, that's the hard part just, of being an adult. Just so that he Sometimes can, you, you know, just got to be the bigger person. Oh, I know. Damn. Just so you guys could, you know, troll him back. I, I don't know what would have happened. That, that would have been bad. Um. But I did Google his email address, and he popped up on um, Portkey, which is a Harry Hermione 
Jenny Draco archive for for Harry Potter fandom. And um Oh she that's has another thing stories that I could find. What? That 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 is another thing. Don't you ever, ever fucking tell me that there is merit in Harry and Jenny. Brad is an idiot. <laughs> that right there alone solidified I, it for me. I don't know You're if more he, was on Brad. he was arguing for Harry Jenny or against Harry Jenny. Um, it, uh, because it wasn't clear. Because his email was actually quite, um, as my grandpa would say, convoluted. Or, as my grandmother would say, motherfucker didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> it's just, you know, every, I mean, he just kept repeating himself over and over again. But the part that made me put it on live journal because I get emails like that all the time. You guys shouldn't think Brad's all that unique because he's not. Um, what made me put it on my live journal was that he called me a specimen. Yeah, that was creepy. That was really creepy. He dehumanized me. He dehumanized me. And that's like, what? I, I, I told my husband that. I said, and, and then he called me a specimen. He said, he called you what? It was just like I wasn't I'm, I'm, even a I'm just gonna point this gonna point this out. Your husband works with computers. My husband works with computers. <laughs> Brad's not that hard to find, and he can I've become a specimen really that, quick. That's how I know he lives in Australia because part of my banning process was looking at his IP address to make sure he wasn't using a public access. Um, yeah. IP. So I didn't want to, you know, block like Starbucks in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah, you I never know. Chris might sure. end up at that Starbucks and she'd be pissed. <laughs> she'd be getting the fuck off message. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you mean, fuck off? She's <laughs> like, what but the yeah, fuck do you I mean, mean, fuck off? I am the geriatric fangirl. I will break out my red pen. <laughs> emails and bad. But you know, yeah, so he did get that fuck off message if he tried to create an account today or yesterday, whenever he sent the email yesterday. Um and so I can't precariously close to giving you guys his email address just so that I yeah the specimen. I've been you have a butt hurt handler. I do have a butt handler. Um I've been called a bitch. I've um, I've actually been called a, a prima donna before, so that's not even new either. Um, but that specimen thing, um, it kind of solidifies that whole point I had about two years ago about how people don't think of you as human beings. No, so you're just a screen to them. Right, and like... If I don't put out fifteen, twenty thousand words a, a week, or I'm wasting my time on Facebook because I'm not really a mm-hmm. person to this person. I hate people. And you know, we'll just throw that out there. <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know. It was just it was just weird. It was just it was a very weird um and the, and the comments themselves were were very weird. Even before he he threw out that um what he would have done. So that's what he did. Well, first he just pointed out a typo 
I know about that typo. I've seen it since the beginning. It's actually fixed on my uh, big ebook file that I'm building. I just haven't fixed it on the site because I have a whole bunch of fixes. And when I get ready to do the ebook, I'll go back through all the parts like I did with Sentinels of Atlantis and replace all of the um, stories. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do it yeah. once, not a hundred times. So, um, well, why waste your time like that? You have professional work to do. I, right, right. Um, which is another thing I need to talk about too. I got a stupid commission today. You know, I'm so tired of people deciding that they're um, no planning and no thought process is my emergency. Ah, uh. oh, I just want to stab somebody in the head. But okay, so then he pointed out <laughs> a scene where when Harry, when when Hermione is being confronted about how her parents treat her. Uh, she mentions that she doesn't want to be a ward of Potter Redoubt because she doesn't want Harry to find somebody else while she's his ward, which could happen in in her mm-hmm. mind. And she doesn't want that. She, you know, she wants that date, and, that, and that's, that's kind of all she's focused on. She's you know very myopic that way, and that's her in canon. She gets very fixated, and also she's dealing with although she doesn't know it some soulmate magic. Is, is starting to happen for her, and she's completely unaware of it. And so, yes, she is forward, and yes, she is demanding during that meeting that the last thing she wants is to give up this fascinating person that she's just met, and who asked her out on a real date when when nobody else ever has. That's what I did when I approached that scene, because I actually plot my work, Brad, if you're still listening, Brad. I actually plot my work, and I plot my characters, and my characters have an arc. This is a writing term that you might not quite get, because, you know, you're not a writer. Uh, (laughs) I plot internal and external motivations for my characters, and then each of my plot events has impact on my characters both externally and internally. This is what this is. Oh, you mean you like a real story. person? And this is, and this is how you build story people. Okay. Because I'm not somebody who just you know fucks around. I, I have a process, Brad, and you're not welcome in my process. I wish you have a drinking game, and you guys should drink every time I say Brad. You don't. Oh, well, I've got beer, else. so I'm okay with I'd that. I'd be drunk. <laughs> Bring it on. Actually, I have been drinking every time you've said Brad anyway, so um, I'm ahead of the curve on that one. So I'm ahead of you guys. But, no, I mean, you know, so. Come on, bitches. Catch up. <laughs> Brad, 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 Brad. <laughs> oh, that makes me so good. Good beer, too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't so, yes, I try to be good. I try not to engage um, trolls for the most part. I delete a lot of comments. In fact, one of the comments I deleted a long time ago, I really regretted deleting it. And it was a person who had never read Ties That Bind. And this is actually the reason I stopped posting on live journals with my updates. 
because this person took one look at my update post where I had warnings about um, a lovely agony and came over to my site and bitched at me for warning for Slash. I don't warn for Slash. What I was warning for was that a character in A Lovely Agony gets played alive. Said there was an extremely violent scene and sensitive readers might want to be careful. Something like that. It's still on there. But this person land blasted me without even reading Ties at Bond, without reading that particular part, and assumed the very worst of me. And I deleted it without responding. And I deeply regret that. Deeply. Almost as much as I regret deleting that comment the first day I posted the first part of Ties That Bind, I get a comment and it says this. Well, I'm not reading this abusive shit. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. That was it. And I, I deleted it. And I'm like... I really deeply regret deleting that because I don't know who said it. And the worst part is, is I'm pretty sure that person did end up reading Ties That Bind like months later. I'm a little irritated that you deleted it because I totally would have responded. I might have made my account sooner. (laughs) Chris says she remembers when I got that comment. And it was just like, what? You didn't even read it. You didn't even read it. To anybody that's and listening to the podcast. Azure right. says in the chat room, I wasn't sure about reading Ties at Vine because there is a lot of abuse in BDSM fix. And there is a lot of abuse in BDSM fix because um, the people writing it don't know what they're talking about. That's true. They write obedience in relationship as emotionally and physically abusive because they think that's what it is. Which is where we get certain popular works of fiction that I promised I wouldn't bash on the show. (laughs) And I'm having a really hard time not. I know, right? (laughs) Hard limit. Don't read that shit. There, and since I said it for you on air, like I promised I would. Look at me go. I keep my promises. Rogue says, I just remembered how I got to Kira's site. But the thing is, is, if you do stumble across my site, it's not because I'm talking about myself on live journals. It's not because I'm posting on live journals anymore. Um, it's because somebody has put me on a wreck list or a bookmark list or they're you're responding to a, hey, have you seen this? Um, or... Do you have this, you know, like, genre finders? Have you seen this kind of thick, you know? I get wrecked a lot for Sentinel. That's usually what brings people into my site. Um, the Sentinel or Sentinels of Atlantis. We a lot of people like those Sentinel crossovers. Um, uh, the last three uh, minions I think that, that I I've given wrecked. I get a lot of wrecked. stuff from Zant. There's a lot of crossover from Zant. People come in to read ties that bind. Uh, That's how I found you. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Uh, I read Zant's, uh, the General and Dr. Shepard. That that doesn't sound like the right title. Whatever. Anyway, I read one of her. Okay. 
I read one of Zant's stories and then um, got on a rec list that they had for fixed and similar veins. And yours was right at the top. And I was like, oh, what's this? It looks shiny. And I poked it. <laughs> and the rest is history. I'm a minion. Yeah. I have a spinoff. I played in the sandbox. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it, it was a gateway drug. Speaking Thank of you, Zant. Minions. Brad took a dig at my minions. And I think a lot yes. of people um, misunderstand what a minion is and they assume it's some kind of. He called you guys pick a fun. Um, I always have problems with that word. I have problems with words that have Y's in them. I don't know why. It's a speech impediment, I guess. Um, but what I would say um, is that you don't actually know what a minion is. Um, I got accused of having minions um, by a troll because this troll created a anonymous email account with the express purpose of telling me how um, overrated and terrible she thought I was. And this was when at the height of Ties to Bind. And um, I got a lot of crap for that. But Zance warned me I would. I mean, he, he, she warned me that I would get a lot of crap, the BDSM. And I expected it. I got a lot more than I expected. I got blasted by people um, who had read what might have been and who expressed this huge amount of disappointment in me. Anyways, this person emailed me. They're not your mother. And they made an account, right, they made an account just to email me um, to let me know how disappointing and terrible I was. And then she said, the line spawned a horde. <laughs> I would tell everybody how much I hate your work or something like this, but you would stick your minions on me. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't need so, to stick me on you. I put um, I put uh, it uh, on my live journal, and the minions were born. Um, minion, I've seen on Facebook that minion actually derives from the word beloved. I hope so. I hope that's true because you guys are beloved. Beloved. Anyway. Uh which paragraph is this in? Because I really don't want to have to reread this whole bullshit again. Which one? At the very Brad end. Lydia's at the very end. Oh, okay. The um, very minion. Yeah. Um, so, Brad, what a minion is, is someone of a, of a like mind who is part of my Facebook group or on my site who reads and is in the chat room. And they're just someone who likes me for me and likes each other for themselves and doesn't have any kind of expectations or um, judgments to be had. That, We're not a bunch of cock-duggling thundercunts. Like you. Exactly. Although, my husband, did you email him back? And I said, as a matter of fact, I did. I think, and he said, well, what did you say? I asked, I, what I said was, is I asked him if um, he was doing it for attention or if he was just genuinely butthurt that I didn't want his writing advice. And then I ended it with, dude, you're not even a writer. <laughs> and he said, 
He said, well, he <laughs> eat on the back. He told that bag of dicks to my ass. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, You're just you awesome. He's so shiny. Yeah. We won't tell him that, though, since he's got an issue with good cookies. So a minion from Starlight says, a favorite, a darling, a lowly, a low dependent, one who pleases rather than benefits. Also a term. Oh, <laughs> let's just skip that part. Um, pretty, attractive, dainty, gracious, affectionate. We're we're gonna go with that. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna stick. We're fucking awesome. <laughs> we're fucking awesome. End the story. But yeah, he did call Brad a bag of dicks, and so I don't even know who to blame for that. I don't even Heart. know who to blame for that. Heart. Mm. I do. I do blame Mazor. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, oh, but, and the word is sycophantic. Uh, <laughs> I started reading this again. I gotta close it. <laughs> this would be off again. My eyes started twitching again. Where's my beard? Fuck. We can make a drink a, a drinking game of him saying prima donna. Oh my god, I. I want you to know I kept changing it to Nancy Ass Prima Donna every single time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. Well, I don't know how about that is considering he was calling me the Prima Donna. <laughs> uh, yeah. He obviously doesn't know what a Prima Donna is. Because there's nothing Nancy Ass Oh, no, I accept you. it. I accept this. I accept this. I I am now calling myself the first lady of porn. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yep. There we go. But I still think know, we need so, to have the yeah, mini compound. So. I'm just saying. When when um when someone trolls you, when someone abuses you online. Speaking of which, I saw on um this girl who's um taken to hunting down her trolls that troll her on Twitter and she finds their mothers and tells on them. <laughs> Wait, who does this? <laughs> There's this girl. I saw her on Facebook and um she was um this this boy, this young man, I don't know how old he was, um, threatened to rape her. Because oh my he didn't God. agree with what she said. And she found his mom. She found his mom and posted yeah. a screenshot of what he had told her. And, um, yeah, she says it's on Tinder. It's a girl. I think she's had people who were insulting her on Tinder. But, yeah, or okay, Cupid. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's There's no awesome. excuse for that kind I, of bullshit. I hope she does. I hope she finds every one of their moms. If she needs help, she needs to let me know. I'll be yep. more than happy to help her do that. We can knock on doors. Ma'am, did you know that your son <laughs> is a piece of shit? I'm a minion horde. You've got an issue. We can help. We can meet in the middle here. I got minions mm-hmm. everywhere. We can knock on doors. Ma'am, I'm going to hey. your son. That reminds me. He's when you motherfuckers promised me a hit, hit minion signal? Where is it? 
Pam, are you aware? You know, here's the thing. These these young men who who do this and these old perverted men who do this from Australia, um, I shouldn't call them a pervert. I don't know. <laughs> it's just here's the thing. Here's the thing, and this is going to sound terrible and ugly, and I have no apologies whatsoever to give for it. A lot of times in the Harry Potter fandom, when I encounter older men who ship Harry and Hermione, it creeps me out. And I know it's a double standard because I've got no problem sexualizing Daniel Radcliffe because he's a pretty motherfucker. But for some reason, when a man my age or older sexualizes Emma Watson, I want to smack their face. (laughs) And go, no. (laughs) Just roll up Missy Fran and go, no. (laughs) I can't even explain it. I'm so out. It's just because she's so... She doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve to be perverted on that way. And it's so, it's such a double standard. I can't even help myself. I don't even, I'm sorry. Not really. I don't even. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm never sorry. I never is sorry. It's true. So I do get this idea that, that Brad is some old dude in the basement of his mom's house. Oh. Uh, Waking. Don't insult his poor mother so that way. Emma Watson when she was 14. And I think it's... I, I, so yeah, it's this personally out. is why I have issues with it. Men have absolutely no problem sexualizing women, no matter what age group mm-hmm. they fall into. And that is disgusting. Right. If you look at the ads from the 1950s with younger women, um, most of the time they're overly sexualized. A perfect example is that uh, Love Baby Soft um, perfume or whatever the fuck it is. That girl could not have been more than 13 years old in the image that they have of her. And they have her... Yeah. she She looks like a whore. I'm sorry. She does. I they mean, parted her up to make her sexualized. Ex- exactly. And I think that's I used, part yeah, of where I the issue belong, with it comes from. I used to belong to this Yahoo group, um, and it was for a writer who writes in the Harry, um, Harry Hermione, um, and he also writes some other stuff. And I'm not going to call the writer out personally because I don't actually mm, – the writer, I think, should have a little bit more control over what gets posted in his group's photo section. But I left yeah. this group because somebody was posting pictures of Emma Watson, and they were photoshopped images of her. Um, one of them was from the third movie when she was playing a 13-year-old, and she was naked. Oh. They put her 13-year-old face on a brown woman's body. And that's where my issue with things like that come from. It's and so I got a little freaked out. And then there was also this um, really beautiful picture of Emma when I mean, she's older where they had um, photoshopped a naked woman onto her. And it's just... <clears throat> Emma Watson it's turned into a beautiful woman. She was a pretty child and she became a beautiful woman. Yes. But it is terribly inappropriate to sexualize her in images when she's a child. It's not exactly appropriate to do it when she's an adult. Yes, she's done some sexy poses, 
But she's not posting naked people because she doesn't want you seeing her naked. And so photoshopping nakedness onto her, and, and, I, and I guess it's, I've never actually watched the movie, so I've seen the YouTube videos, and she looks so young, and she looks so innocent. And not, then I get these these grown men telling me um, how sexy she is. And um, I when I wrote Harry Potter and the Soulmate, not Harry Potter and Soulmate, but the unsequel plot, I wrote that on the rough trade and it hasn't been posted anywhere on my site because I haven't finished writing it. And I haven't finished writing it because somebody wrote me an email. Um, basically, they um, – I want you to know where I got this email. I gagged a little and I haven't opened up the people plot since. Because they said they really enjoyed the, the sex that I wrote and was looking forward to me writing sex. Um, in the unspeakable plot. Oh. Here's the thing about unspeakable, if you haven't read it. Um, Harry and Hermione go back in time, and they're 13. There's not going to be any sex in that book. There and shouldn't this, be. This person, this, this, I was horrified. I was absolutely horrified. And so um, the thing is, is that, yes, women have been sexualizing um, both Daniel Radcliffe and Tom Felton when they were young men, 15, 16 years old. Um, I actually saw a a post on that same group that I left where it was a picture of Daniel Radcliffe from – the uh, Goblet of Fire, oh, the one he had the longer hair. And um, the poster said that he looked really sexy. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I've been 14. So if you're not, that's, that's the most terrible thing I've seen today. <laughs> and I just got a feeling that was a grown woman. I just, I, I do. Um, I'm going to go with mom on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't see um that particular story is 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 not uh that that's not why I wrote that story. Sometimes I write stories focused around sex um because that's what amuses and entertains me, but that's not what that story was about. And to have this person um, um email me and let me know they were looking forward to me writing sex between two thirteen year olds physically they're thirteen, mentally they're in their twenties. Um, was horrific. I'm seriously going to take away your fandom email. You're allowed to have your work one, but not your fandom one. Because this is like the <laughs> third time that somebody has emailed you and ruined my fake reading because they ruined your experience writing the story. The assholes need to stop. I know, right? I know. I'm dead serious. I know, right? You assholes I need to stop. I broke my anal sex um, issue. Because you know I had mm-hmm. one, right? I don't think if you guys I noticed, did. but I hadn't written or posted any anal sex in quite a while. And I think we all know why. Motherfuckers. Don't we? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We're not reliving it. <laughs> I don't either. It's not fucking up my face. I'm thinking about it. I hate you assholes. Not the minions. <laughs> I'm not talking about you guys. <laughs> the other ones. Yeah. It's just, it's really easy 
when you approach a rider, you need to be aware of the fact that um, if you gross them out, they're not going to be able to write at all, much less what you want them to write. That's true. I had somebody give me clown porn because I kept making jokes about how I hated clowns and fakes. Um, I didn't even look at Tsunami Bomb for like a year after that. So, because if anybody has read any of my stories, you're aware. I fucking hate clowns. There's always a character in my stories that (laughs) hates clowns. It's really easy. I I point it out. I I do too. Motherfuckers always want to catch you and they smell bad. I blame Stephen King for my claustrophobia. He is an asshole. (laughs) I'm not trying to bash Stephen King, but he is an asshole. And this is why. No. When I was the age, I was at an age, and most of the people in my, I've met a lot of people who are clown phobic, and it's Stephen King's fault. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking Pennywise. Bastard. Exactly, fucking Pennywise. Because it it's not even that he's just a, a clown. TV miniseries during my formative years, and I made the mistake of watching it. I had no idea. I had no idea because not only was that fucking clown terrible, that fucking clown turned into a big giant spider with a clown face. Yeah. So let's just make it the worst we possibly can, Stephen. Do that for us. Thank you. Cocksucker. The unfun right? kind. But I'm not he's bad a, you, Steven. I love you. He's You're a good writer. Talented. But he's also an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he said once that he couldn't go to therapy because he'd never write again. I totally understand that. I totally yeah. get it. Oh, I can understand that. He's still an asshole. <laughs> Pennywise. I was, um, I was, uh, there was a video going around, and it was, um, instead of a rickroll, it was Pennywise, and it screamed at you, like, halfway through the video, and someone sent it to me. I screamed bloody murder, and I almost threw my laptop. Who was it that sent me the thing with their, no, they posted it in Minion Headquarters, Zach, I'm talking to you. The same person that was who posted up. the terrible, ugly, ugly, terrible thing, no good thing that that made me not ever because I. No. Okay, we're we're not Somebody talking about that person. To me, something disgusting happened in the chat room, and I said, "Well, how was it disgusting?" And they told me, and I was like, "Really?" And then I got a link. And of course, being me, like a dumbass, sent the link, and I was physically ill. I threw up. And then I banned that person from the chat room for six months and then never came back because they're butthurt. Um, and, uh... Boo-hoo. I didn't write butt sex for over a year because of this diff. If you guys really want to know what happened, there's a couple podcasts back in the last five minutes. You can play that. It'll tell you. Because <laughs> we're not reliving it again. Same person, the same person posted um, the clown porn. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are yeah. not forgiven. Yeah. Because <laughs> neither of us worked forget. on ties. She didn't work on Ties of Bind. I didn't work on Tsunami Bomb for a full year. <laughs> you deprived us of porn. 
It was bad. It was really bad. Um, mm. uh, it made heart throw yeah. up, just to tell you guys how bad it was. And the this is the same person that will... Strong stuff. She's got a folder on her desktop that's titled Scaring CP. I'm pretty sure she's got Monster a tag dicks. for it on her Tumblr. Monster dicks. Mm. That too. So I'm just saying, I mean, if it made heart throw up, it's it's bad. Yeah. Speaking of fucked up things, my mom has a Facebook account, and um, now you guys cannot be her friend um, because she would tell you guys things that you don't need to know. Um, That's my real name because she can't keep a secret. Uh, My mom's on Facebook. I live vicariously. She's got like 4,000 friends. I'm, I'm not even kidding. My mom has a huge Facebook following. It's ridiculous. Um, I think she's actually reached her limit of friends. Wait, there's like, a limit? Like 5,000 or something? Oh, yeah. You can, you only you can have... have like 5,000 friends. I... There's a okay. There's a limit on Facebook friends. Um, and I think she might have reached oh. her limit before she called her friend list because people got, she got mad at people. Um, <laughs> this person posted they have this video of this for woman. I'm, I'm sure they do. Um, or she might send some fucking messages just to get it out of the way. She just wants to write a letter. Mm. Uh, she, um, this person posted a video of this woman at a gas station masturbating with a gas pump. It, ew. Ew. On, it what? was on my mom's news feed. My mom flipped her shit. We, we were in a Panera, right? We were in a Panera. I'm writing... And all of a sudden I hear, oh, my fucking God, come out of my mother's mouth. That noise-canceling headphones. I have Bose noise-canceling headphones. And I'm listening to Josh Groban, and I'm commuting, and I'm writing, and my mom's like, oh, my fucking God. And I'm like, that can't be good. That's just not going to be good. <laughs> it so would have been funny if she'd, have, if she'd tagged Aunt Busybody with it. <laughs> um, Maybe a holy roller too. <laughs> she shows me the video and it was terrible. Um, this lady had a gas pump stuck up her dress and was obviously fucking it. And my mom cussed out the person who posted it and unfriended them. I would have too. Shit. Ain't nobody that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, my God. I can't even say it. Look, look. You see what your bitches did to me? I'm that grossed out. I can't even talk. It was terrible. It was terrible. My mom was pissed the rest of the day. Every time she thought about it, she was like, It is not the beer. I've had one. <laughs> but, yeah, so sometimes you see you see things that are really inappropriate and there are things in life you just my can't mom did not, um, My mom actually didn't even farm that day. I think her crops died. She was really pissed. <gasps> Your mom's crops died. She's like, I just can't. I just can't handle this. And she gets out her headphones and puts them on, and she watches Criminal Minds the rest of the day. <laughs> she was trying to figure out tips on how to get away with Criminal it. Minds on. I have all the episodes of Criminal Minds on my Amazon Prime because um, I wrote them. I mean, I bought them in advance of me writing um, in that fandom. So, anyways, and so she's over my Amazon account. So the Criminal Minds back to back. And if you use Criminal Minds as a palate cleanser, 
I'm just saying that she saw this on Facebook and her go-to solution to clear her mind and feel better about herself was to watch a show about serial killers and cannibals. (laughs) This is why she's my favorite person ever. (laughs) I'm like, are you sure that's the best? Hush. Just hush, honey. Okay. Mama can do what Mama Marcos wants to do. I have to say that when Spencer got shot that one time, my mom flipped her shit. We won't. We won't discuss what I did when I saw that episode because I thought I was gonna die. I was like, "Excuse me, what happened?" Seriously, that was a Spencer. Oh, dude, and and when it happened to Garcia too, I freaked. Yeah. Yeah. I lost my shit. I was, and that was a two part. And I watched it when it was on the air. I didn't get a, I, so I didn't get like that little breather. I was so disappointed because um, I, I I hope that that was going to be the um, the uh, push or, that Derek yeah. needed that that Derek needed to. Um, be with her because they even they even tease us with it because in the preview he told her that he loved her and that didn't get it oh oh yep by the way that was probably one of one of the first times I've ever thought even fandom can't fix this that's how angry I was at this time I was so mad now, at Ryan. Now, there again, Xander clone. Uh, I don't actually I do, like him so all that much. people at hotels. Me neither. Um, I never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and... Um, I just didn't like his character on the show. Uh, I thought Penelope was too good for him. Kevin, yes. Yes, Kevin. Nicholas Brandon. I don't particularly like him. He's all scruffy and shit. I I dig it. I didn't dig the relationship he had with Garcia. I've never read, um, I've never really watched Buffy, but what fandom stuff I have read where Xander has been crossed over into different things, especially um, Harry Potter, um, I don't like Xander. Fandom has ruined Xander for me. Um, just like kind of, you know, fandom ruins Supernatural for me. I'll never I watch just it. thank God I watched Numbers before I ever went near an, uh, a Numbers stick. I still hate Amita. Because, Amita, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I don't like a reason, but bitch. it's for different reasons. Um, I, it's bad writing. It's bad writing. Her character was interesting until they turned her into... A husband hunter. She was a really interesting character until they made her go after Charlie. Yeah. They could have totally, totally cut out their relationship. And I would have been okay with her because she was intelligent, she was independent, and then all of a sudden, oh, I want Charlie's nuts. I can't have a brain She's all about the dick. Yeah. She's all about the dick at that point. And it's just not even... I mean, it it was a total... 
it was out of character oh, for the way that they wrote right. her originally, too. Yeah. It really pissed me off a lot. And I still don't like it. Um, I, uh, you know, the, the numbers fandom is messed up. It It is messed oh, up. Yes, All it is. is full of um, Amita bashing and incest. Well, and if, it, and if it's not one of those two things, like somebody's getting abused. Of Amita, she's right. As much as I didn't like the character of, of what they did with Amita, um, I don't think she's some evil twat who abuses Charlie. And that's how it always ends up happening in these fanfics. Amita turns yeah. into this sadist, terrible, terrible person who who practically beats Charlie. And it's so oh, no, weird. No, practically. It's so weird. Trust me, there are plenty of fics where she actually does beat him. I know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at it all. It doesn't and, at all. And worse is the Don Charlie, of course. You know the incest. Oh, uh, nope, nope. We're not even touching on that subject. And that's why I never nope. watched Supernatural either, because the fandom ruined the show for me before I ever got an opportunity to watch the show. But <clears throat> the first time I ever heard about Supernatural, it was because of the fandom, not the show itself, and um. Then the show came to Netflix, right? And so I went over there and I'm watching. And I watched. Couldn't get it out of my head that the biggest pairing in that fandom is, is the brothers. And it, maybe if I could have, you know, gotten to the part where Cass, you know, where Castile arrived, it would have been better. But I never even got past the first episode. I, yeah, I've never seen it. My sister loves the show, but she didn't start reading in the fandom until they introduced Cass anyway, and she only reads Dean and Cass. So she's she's even more oh, yeah. selective about fandom than I am. And I'm an elitist asshole when it comes to fandom. fandom so I know. think he's the name. I would need like a whole chart just to keep the names. separate for Lord of the Rings. So I don't read in that fandom either because I can't keep track of who's who. I just, it's never interested me to read in that particular fandom. It's not one that I've ever been like, oh, I could read think about this because I couldn't. It it would bore me. I, um, well, I didn't watch um, Supernatural originally, I think, because of the religious theme. I'm, I'm not really interested in that kind of thing. It doesn't really appeal to me. I've never read anything in the Firefly fandom. I had no idea that people that, that people went there with um, River and Simon. That's terrible. What? what? Mm-hmm. Chat room. I feel violated. <clears throat> you bitches. <laughs> I've never, I've never read anything in that fandom for several reasons. But first and foremost, there's not anybody that I could realistically see getting paired up, except for Wash and his wife. That's it. But they're already together. And even the Mal, Mal and 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 Anara, even though like they're like supposed to be looking up, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It, 
I I don't see it. No chemistry. No. They're all going to special hell. Um, Yeah. Reserved for child molesters and people who talk in the theater. A special level. Special hell. (laughs) I I don't read Firefly. I'm Farscape either. I've never seen this. Farscape is perfect and, and. and no one and no one needs to mess with it. Sybil, why don't you just uh, call in and be on the hold line? Don't hit one. You'll sit in the queue the whole time, but you can still hear it. I think a lot that. of people confuse actors with characters. I agree with that. That's why I find yeah. it so uncomfortable in conventions when people talk to actors about slash fan fiction. It is terribly inappropriate. Yeah. And I want you guys to know that if I ever end up outing myself, it will be at a convention and someone does this in front of me and I'll lose my mind. That, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to like be like, are you fucking moderating this or not? How could you know? Give me this microphone. <laughs> Let me show you. The first rule of fandom is you don't talk about fandom, bitches. Unless it's to Except another on the radio show like we're on right now. It's different. It's not the same. You don't ask Jensen Ackles if he's a top or a bottom, okay? The man is married. He's got a kid. At least he's got a kid with a woman. No, they're married. Don't ask and, him. And are the baby's adorable. They are married. Um, You don't ask these actors about slash fan fiction. You just don't do it. Misha and Collins every time there's a convention, some asshole gets up and does it. There's been a couple of interviews if you watch them. Misha will actually print out bits of fan fiction and start reading them to Jensen and Jared. <laughs> just to see how much of a rise he can get out of him. But that's Misha Collins. He's like one in a million. So don't, yeah, don't, don't do that to anybody else. I this thing with Tom Felton where he told everybody that Daniel Radcliffe was his top and he regularly had kids for him. <laughs> uh, you can either embrace it or not, I, I guess. Just you know, either roll with it or get really uncomfortable. And I guess he's just decided to roll with it. Um, and you can appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. But, but I don't think instigate I have to that. Stand them backwards because I think most of the time Harry ends up being the bottom. Well, not in my fic, but in a lot of fic. See, I'm, I'm. There are certain fandoms where I am a bit of an elitist asshole when it comes to what I read. Harry Potter is one of those. Part of that is that I grew up with the books. Um, the other part of that is there are certain bits and pieces of canon that I remember so well that if it's not addressed in the fic, um, it actually irritates me and I can't finish reading the story. Um, yeah, I. we all have our little quirks and OCD tendencies. I'm shedding light on some of mine. Um, I don't typically read stories where Draco is the top because nine times out of ten... Um, the actual story itself is not believable or not well thought out, at least that I've noticed. 
And um, I like a complete story. I honestly, I would rather read a complete story than porn, which is why your fic is like a gift to me, even though you write for yourself. Seriously, well, because it's a complete, it's a complete story. But the the porn kind of takes a backseat to everything else. There's actual plot development. There's character development. You get internal and external conflict. Um, it's you get everything with the stories, and that is good writing. And unfortunately, in the Harry Potter fandom, there is a lot of bad writing. And well, that is, I think, so, in the, in the AC fandom, there's a lot of young writers. Yes. Who are more interested in telling the story than than learning the mechanics, and that's fine. But then you get someone like Brad, who just kind of <laughs> decimate a young writer. Yeah. You know, hey, okay, let, let's put that out there. So here's this young writer. They're posting on fanfiction.net for the first time. They're trying to find their legs. They're trying to figure out how these things work. So they're practicing and they're writing and they're posting their stuff. And along comes Brad, who thinks he knows everything there is to know about writing and can give somebody advice. And then a hit minion comes up behind him and castrates him. But what happens is, is that there are there are probably writers out there who've taken him seriously, and not to their betterment. Because it's one thing to give constructive criticism when you actually know what you're talking about; it's another to do it when you don't. Yeah. So he's a. Someone told me I was a bad influence on fandom. If he's been doing this, like he said he did, he has for the last nine years, he's a bad influence on writers. He's, this is my thing. Um, I don't let fans influence the way that I write. I, I do admit that I do read my comments when you guys comment on my stories on archives, and I do read them on Rough Trade but I have never once sat down and taken anything that you guys have said and applied it to my story. There are certain times where I will write some of you guys into the story as a secondary background character, but that's for my amusement. It doesn't have a damn thing to do with you. (laughs) It's like the bartender in Tsunami Bomb. (laughs) There was no better person that I could think of for that character than Hart. Seriously, it, the character's name is her username. It's, But it's just, I was writing the scene, and I happened to be in chat when I was writing it, and we were talking in chat, and it tickled me to add her in there. So I did. And it just kind of spun from there. That's, that's how that happens. Do what you want. Yeah, exactly. That's how that happens. But I've had people tell me, oh, well, I don't think that you picked the right dynamic, or I think that this person should be from this house, or I don't like the way you did this. And here's what I have to say to you. Suck a fuck. Because I don't give a shit. There is exactly one person. people, if you're listening, I helped her pick the houses. It's true. We spent two hours doing that, just that. For real. But um, 
there is exactly one person whose opinion matters to me on that particular story, and I'm on the phone with her right now because I'm playing in her sandbox. So... And I loved it, so fuck all, y'all. <laughs> okay, Karen asked, what things from Harry Potter had... Have you always been on the dress do you want, that you'll stop reading? Like, oh, okay. If you're um, reading a story, and something doesn't um, get pay attention to, you'll leave. Okay. If someone is going to say that Harry lived with the Dursleys, James and Lily are, in fact, dead, and Sirius has not come forward to claim him for one reason or another, if they're sticking with canon or if there's another reason, whatever. Um, if they don't address the fact that Harry was in fact abused, I will I will stop reading the story because, and this is one of those times where I was actually very angry with J.K. Rowling because she did say that she didn't see it as abuse. Harry was abused. He was malnourished. You could tell he was beaten. I'm sorry, but in the if you read the story, in the context for some of the things that are in that book, Harry was beaten. He was kept in a cupboard under stairs. He was malnourished. He was lucky if he got to eat. And he was treated worse than a house elf that belonged to a pureblood family. I think Dobby was treated better than Harry was when he was a child. And if you don't address that and then take care of it and fix it, I can't read your story because I don't believe it. It it totally throws me out of the story because I can't stop focusing on it. Because it is abuse. Plain and simple. There's you can't sugarcoat that, you can't polish a turd. Abuse is abuse. And to call it anything other than that is a bold faced lie. And I don't like to be lied to. I like to suspend my disbelief, but I don't like for an author to lie to me. And it right. feels like no, not only are they lying to them, they're lying to themselves. There was somebody That's on the uh, Facebook talking mom. about that. So like there's this there's a scene in Harry Potter where his aunt gives him a third of a grapefruit, which they talked about as being like 20 calories, and he had to work the whole day on that, and then he got cheese and a piece of bread for dinner. He you didn't realize, boy. people, that it takes about 2,000 calories for the average person to function a day. And he had less than 100 calories for the whole day, and yeah. he worked on top of it. And this wasn't like this was new behavior on her part. No. Exactly, Starlight Knight. Exactly. Starlight says, Senior tried to hit him on the, in the head with a frying pan. I read a great story where there's, a, there's actually a scene where Vernon tries to hit Harry, and this is canon, and um, he misses. And um, there's a story called What If Vernon didn't miss or something like that. And um, he, he he hits Harry and uh, he beats him nearly to death and throws him in a cupboard and, and Dobby rescues him. Here's the thing. On the page you see that Vernon and Petunia both try to hit him and miss. For every time they miss in the past, they probably connected three or four times. Yeah. He was treated like a prisoner after Hogwarts started. 
anything okay. that will stop me reading from a Harry Potter fix, but that is one of the main things, and I've seen it a lot. I've seen people skip over yeah. it a lot, and it, it bothers me. It really does. And people not addressing Molly's behavior, that really bothers me as well. Um, I don't, I don't approve of abusive relationships and I don't approve of abusive people and I don't think anyone should either. Um, I personally read fandom to relax and enjoy myself. And so if I am going to read something where those subjects are touched on, I want them to be touched on and then I want them to be fixed. I don't read I don't read anything that typically ends in death. I've read fix where the author didn't warn that it was a death fic and I was furious. Um, it's there are some things that if you don't warn for it, I will just totally never read anything you write ever again. I I won't even give you a chance because I can't trust you. And once you've broken that trust with me, that's the end of it as a reader. I totally agree. If you don't warn for death, if you don't warn for like a major character death, I don't consider a canon death or a death that um of a secondary character. That's different. I don't consider that something right. But if you don't warn for major character death, if you don't warn for rape, dubious consent, child yeah. um, child abuse, I am never going to read your work again. Uh, there's there's one author, I'm not going to say what fandom it's in, I'm not going to say anything other than it was a soulmate story, it was not something that was posted on Rough Trade, it was on an archive site, I'm not even going to say what site it was on, so don't post asking questions, because they are a good, they are a good author, but I will never read anything else that they write ever again. Um, the story was a soulmate story, and um, when I first started reading it, I was completely entranced by the introduction to the story. And as I started reading further along in it, I began to realize that um, it was going in a direction that I was a little hesitant to continue reading it in. And I, But I, because I had read things that they had written before, I trusted that, okay, the story is going to have a happy ending. It'll be okay. Um, it didn't turn out that way. And I was a sobbing, hysterical mess by the time I got to the end of the fic because one of the characters did die and their soulmate did not die with them, but they did feel their soulmate's death. And they went into graphic detail about the extent that they felt their soulmate's death. And um, that, to me, is just disrespectful to the readers. I get that you don't write for yourself, but if you're going to write something that is just that, soul-destroying, and there I don't have a better word for it. It was soul-destroying to read. Um, I'm trying not to cry thinking about the story right now, actually. Um, when you don't at least give some kind of warning for it, that's just a disrespect that you can't come back from, as far as I'm concerned. So. Oh, I agree. Um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll read a story that I know is going to tear me up. Um, but I know going in, this is going to tear yeah. me up. I picked them out when I want to get torn up. Um, um, I read a story in um, the Inception fandom once, and um, it was agonizing to read the story. When it starts, um, Ames thinks um, Arthur is dead. And I actually wrecked this on Slash World. It's called The Putrance. The, the, the Polar, 
I can't remember. I'll look at that later. Um, and anyway, it's about Ames grieving and wrecking revenge for a murder that didn't actually happen um, because Arthur is, uh, yes, that's it, Kaya. Um, P-L-E-R-U-E-A-N-T. Um, and it is a beautiful story. I, I, I went into it knowing what was going to, knowing what kind of impact it was going to have on me. And um, it's gorgeous and um, amazing. It's a great read. It's over on um, Slash World, and I'll find a link for you guys, and I'll put it in the, um, uh, in this. Oh, I know the one you're talking summary about. Summary of the show. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, and so sometimes you, you read a story that just, just kicks you right, right in the gut, and you expect that. But when it happens to you and you're not expecting it because the writer didn't warn you appropriately and said, hey, I'm going to kill somebody here, um, it's, it's a betrayal. And I it know is. that when you read commercial fiction, you have no, you don't get a warning. But commercial fiction isn't like fan fiction. Because at the heart, fan fiction is supposed to fix the parts that you don't like. Yeah. So you it's it's an escapism. Effectively, assholes. Because who saw that shit coming? Now, I watched the first three Star Trek movies back to back when I was 11 or 12 years old. I remember watching the motion picture, and um, all the adults around me had already seen this, so they knew what was going to happen, and I didn't know. And it gets to the end of um, the Rathacon, and um, I cried like a baby. I was so upset. I didn't want to watch the search for Spock. I was so because I thought the search for Spock meant that someone took him, so he was kidnapped. I was looking forward to you know Kirk rescuing Spock. That's not what that was. I was eleven or twelve. I don't know how old I was. I was so I was devastated by the death of Spock. And so when I read fan fiction nine times out of ten, I'm not interested in being devastated like that. <laughs> Just to put yeah. that out there. And you want to grab their character because, you know, they're they're doing something interesting. They're doing something weird. Hell, they look funny. You know, I've I've seen plenty of those. And you want to <laughs> add it to, you want to add it to um, to your story. You know, you want to make it uh, part of part of your new universe. Yeah. And so you play fast and loose with it. Part of it is just that sometimes what you see in another person is just so perfect for what you need mm-hmm. to drive that particular plot point forward in your story. Oh, yeah. Like, heart, heart I love my bartender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, she's she's definitely something. Yes. You know. And, you know, uh, good times. <laughs> Sorry if I sound a little out of breath here, guys. I'm doing a project so I can basically have a um, a heating pad. I'm making one myself. And the funnel kind of moved when I was pouring the rice. And oh, no. now I've got – oh, yes, now I've got rice all over my floor. It's good time. Good time. I'm sure Farragut's enjoying it. He or has, has no he not found it yet? 
Oh, no, he's found it. He's he's trying to figure out what this stuff is and why it feels like running on his paws. What the fuck <laughs> is this? And why is it yeah. sticking to my paws? It's at least raw. It's not cooked. But it's still, you know, it's that weird feeling. So, yeah. Um, oh, the One of the, the things that you, you pick about people, I mean, sometimes I pick names. I mean, I, I work in an industry where I see thousands of names in any given day. And yeah. sometimes you pick, there's some doozies of names out there that, you know, they, they wander by and you think that's a really nifty name and you write it down. And you're never going to make you use, giggle hysterically. Yes, yes, they do. You're never going to use um, the actual person behind it because I don't know these people. You no. know, um, they're they're not somebody I'm going to ever meet or or interact with in real life. But it's sometimes it's better than a name generator, you know. Um, yeah. And so that's what that's what you do. You look for the weird and the wacky. And sometimes it pays off in in pantyhose on the nozzle of your vacuum cleaner. What? Why? So it all meets up on the on the um, on the outside of it. I got a Dyson. That thing will handle everything. You know. So as soon as this is over and I can legitimately turn on the Dyson and not freak everybody out, I'm yeah. going to turn on the Dyson. Just try to get chased. Yeah. Oh, he hates that thing. He hates that thing with a flaming passion. You know, and mm-hmm. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I, when I need when I need my, my stuff vacuumed, I break out the Dyson, and he sits there and goes and tries to find the highest thing in the house to sit on so he does not have to be around the thing that's making that, those noises. Unfortunately yeah. for him, the highest thing in the house that he can get on, actually the two highest things in the house that he can get on, are the refrigerator and his perch, both of which are in the living room. It's all nice <laughs> with all the rice. He's not going to be a happy cat. He's going to be so mad. <laughs> well, Ghost isn't going to be any happier, so, yeah, whatever. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Azure, you and that Tweety Bird are having some really interesting uh, meetings up. Yeah, you because know, apparently her kitten Robbie keeps sticking Tweety Birds down her bras. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if he wants her breast to, 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 you know, tweet or not. But that's not how you go about it, Robbie. <laughs> it really isn't. You know, put if you're, you're not going to get a Twitter account out of that. There might be something wrong anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's not how you get boobs to have a Twitter account. <laughs> uh, no, no. No, 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 no. Not so much, no. Um, let's see. Trolls. You know, <laughs> going back to the, the, the whole start of this whole thing, because, you know, he's a dick. Um, he's a, <laughs> he chases people out of fandom. He really does. No, you yeah, know, people he, like that do. Yeah, and he's... He doesn't get that he's he doesn't get things horrible, you know. He really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he's incredibly self-important, not for certain. Yeah, I I showed my mom that whole that thread today um, when we were out, and 
her reaction to it was, oh, my God. Okay, now understand, my mom doesn't do fandom. She she supports my 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 love of the writing in it. She's very happy with it, um, but she doesn't she doesn't get it, um, and that's fine. But she does understand that people can be complete and utter assholes. And this guy is God. He's he's a piece of work. He really is. You know. And, um, whatever. Well, I'm tweeting. Now Robbie's talking to Mike. Are we sure Robbie was was ready to be weaned when he was weaned? Because he's got this fixation with your breath. <sighs> whatever. Uh, how many hours have you been up and how much caffeine have you had, uh, kiddo? Uh, I was good today, actually. I haven't had a lot of caffeine. I had, um, a cup, a just one of Earl Grey tea. How many ounces? Uh, um, and the reason I'm harping on this, guys, is not long after I originally met uh, Cinnamonian <laughs> in the fan room or in the in the chat room, she got hold of caffeine pills, and I think she took the the recommended dosage and was up for the next thirty six hours or so. Yeah, and thirty six hours. And if I remember right, you were so wired, you were smelling colors at one point. It sounds something along those lines. It wasn't a you, pleasant experience. <laughs> no, it really wasn't because we were, we were, you know, all in chat going, "Have you slept yet?" No. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, good times. Um, no, it was. Um, it was actually relatively small. I don't know how big the cup that Elf bought me for Christmas couple of years ago is, but mm-hmm. it's about the size of a normal coffee cup. Okay. And I'm talking normal for other people, not normal for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I spaced out my caffeine. I had some early this morning. I had some when I came home right before this whole mess. So, yeah, good times. Um, most of you have been awake with 72 hours. Yeah, I did. The, I did much the same at one point. And life got really interesting after about hour 60. Thankfully, I was 20 at the time. <laughs> Couldn't do um, that now. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's pass on. Okay, so... We won't have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's have another Let's have another one. And we're not going to have anything to do with John Shepard being a hamster... No. All right, and we're certainly not going to talk any more about Azure's, you know, tweetable, t- uh, tweetable tips. So I'm not. she seems to be enjoying us discussing that. Well, you know, <laughs> so long as so long as they don't start tweeting when there's no Tweety Bird in there. The, you know, yeah, but then you might have some problems. <laughs> we just got called party poopers. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we we can talk about the fact that I've been plotting yeah, for one of the lips that I already had. All the time. Oh, oh no! I'm new. talking about an actual story. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've actually been working. This, this is really bad. Um, mm-hmm. So I I was never going to give spoilers for this anywhere that anybody could see, but I have actually started plotting book three of the Tsunami Bomb series. 
Teague. Guess what? Yeah, there's there's three books in the series so far. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Um, they actually have titles. Oh, that's helpful. So that means, um, that means you're invested and you're actually going to do it. Okay. So yeah. Well, I I've. Let me let me see. Um, Between Heart and Home, which is what the second book is called. Um, yes, mm-hmm. I finally gave it something other than Tsunami Bomb 2 or TV 2. Um, it's at 37 pages in my... Um, what is this? That's good. Oh, in, in my... In the document. Um, so I've actually been working on it. Um... You guys will finally have definitive confirmation of who Danny's player to master is in, this, in oh, that I particular book. I already book. that answer, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I know you know the answer. Yes, and I actually was am working somewhat uh, lackadaisically on the epilogue for um, An Uncomplicated Choice. And for those people who get bitchy at me and ask about it, I'm just like every other writer. I'll fucking slow down. Stop this, this is true. So don't ask me questions about the other two books. I'm working on them. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Real life being real life, it gets yeah. in the way. I have a job. <laughs> my job yeah. is an hour away from my house. So not just do I work my you know standard eight hours or nine hours, depending on my day, but I also have an hour's worth of travel both ways. So I can't type and, and drive at the same time because we don't have those nifty cars from, oh, God, what is that horrible Tom Cruise movie? Um, Minority oh, Report. Which one? That was it. Yeah. Wait, is that the one where they do the eye thing with him? Yes, and one where okay. they've got the, the precogs who are um, oh, there yeah. involuntarily. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am. I am. You know, until the day that that we get one of those cars, where I can basically crawl in it and ignore the fact that the world exists and and type, you know, for the hour and something of my drive, because you know the computer will take me into work. My day is pretty much hosed for about ten to twelve hours. Okay, yeah. depending on my day. So. I hate Chris right now. I really do. She says her yeah. commute is five minutes. Oh my God, Chris! <laughs> that's just hey. that's just so evil of you to say. Hey, in Chris's defense, she did clarify she had a commute like you did. Yes. She served her time. <laughs> yes. Well, until the hubby gets me a house that's somewhere closer to where I actually work. My house, nice house, but still a house, is an hour and something away from my office. Which, by the way, translates to 45 miles. Jesus. Yeah. We're like 30 minutes away from my place of employment, but that's still 30 minutes I don't want. I'm like 45 seconds away from my place of employment. That's because you're okay. cause you're I thought I hated Chris. I really hate you right now. Jesus. <laughs> and you know, the only reason you're forty five seconds away from your, your place of, of of work, Kira, is because you have to wait up for the boot for the thing to boot up. For the love of God. 
No, you don't. Just roll out of the bed and put on some clothes. I do sleep naked. And my computer's already booted. Um, God damn it. <laughs> I had a little emergency, but I think I've solved it. Uh, okay, good. Sorry about that. Shit happens. happens. Um, That's okay. I'm sitting here and trying to... You, you did hear about my lovely announcement with my, my accident with with food and, and Farragut's reaction, right? Or no? Right, yeah. I have a question. Do bunnies hibernate? No. Not that I know of. That's obvious. Not that, that's oh, God, no. Really? I don't want to talk about it. Did he do it again? Oh, yes, it's sad. Oh, it's sad. God. Again? He does it regularly. It's like I don't even see oh. him. It's like fucking wild kid in my backyard. Jesus, and I know that dog is well fed. You know, I'm I'm on the phone with you when you go out yeah, and you I mean, find this like, nice specialty, sweet and wonderful, yeah, and, and full of full of good things, dog food, and then he gets treats, and then he goes and plays recreating of the Wild Kingdom. It's just horrific. <sighs> oh, maybe he thinks you need some some extra protein in your diet. I don't know, but it's terrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's just not right. Okay. All right. My race thingy is done. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I know. Now the question is, is can I actually, you know, I'm not even going to bother to try and walk. It'll sound crunchy. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it. So why are you making your own heating pad? Um, my mother-in-law bought me one, and it was full of herbs, and it's got, like, chamomile and, and lavender in it, and both of those make me ill. I hate the smell of them both. Oh, oh chamomile yeah. is disgusting. It's, 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 I don't know, like, it, I can't stand it. The, the tea is nauseating. The smell, of, the smell of the herb is just revolting. And, yes, I know that is my personal reaction to it. Some people are. Some people like it. Don't ask no. me why. Um, they have no taste buds. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, not. I'm I have one of those pillows, pillows, those buckwheat pillows that you warm in the microwave. Um, it smells like a sandalwood. Mine's full of rice, and I can probably end up putting, um, opening up the the end that I, I actually just showed. Uh, so God damn it! And, mm-hmm. What? I'm not allowed to play solitaire in Wonderland while I'm on the radio <laughs> show anymore. Okay. I can't three-star um, the fucking level. Um, I don't care. I'd probably end up drinking. Uh, uh, Azura says she drinks chamomile because she has stomach issues and it helps. <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> for your stomach issues. We'll pass. I think I... Um, <laughs> huh. It yeah. sounds like a but it, I don't know, but it's... I, I love the heat the thing has. It it um it holds the heat forever. It's wonderful. It it feels great. The problem is the herbs. They stink. Mm. They stink badly. And so um uh I'll so what, you need to take it apart she, and take all the the rice out of it. No, actually I went out to the local fabric store. I bought a uh a little bit of a rag bag type of fabric thing that they have because it was under a dollar. Mm-hmm. 
And I bought Mm -hmm. a roll of thread and some needles because the fuckers don't sell just one needle. They sell a pack of needles. That's what I need with more than one. (laughs) All right. And I sat there, and during the first half of the show, I'm just sewing away, you know. It's not that difficult. I don't have the greatest stitching on the planet, but it's sufficient for my needs. If the fucking holds together, that's all that matters. Yes. And if it holds together for, you know, six months, the five bucks I think I spent on it is, is totally worth it. Because for that was out of the, or actually I take take that back. It was ten dollars, and five of that was the supplies, and four of that was the rice. So yeah, whatever, you know. I'm I'm perfectly happy with what I've got. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Writing. <laughs> 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 Jeremy Irons. Yes. Hello. Now it's stuck in my head. Damn it. You did it. I did. I did it to myself. Totally did it. Actually, no, what I think I'll that. probably end up doing is leaving that the way it is with just the rice. And so if I absolutely need something to have it good, smell good, I got plenty of perfumes. I've got plenty of body sprays. I'll just spray some of those on there. You know, it'll be a temporary thing. It'll go away when everything, when it wears off, and I won't have to worry about it. I'm not edible, cat. I don't care what you think. Well, he's oh, that's why they use the socks. Why they use the socks? Those so microwavable rice heating pads. You just the take pro- a sock and tie yeah, it on Yeah, I suppose I could. Kira, I don't yeah, know if I you got to hear, but I finally named the second book. Oh, yeah, what'd you name it? Between Heart and Home. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I was tired of calling it TB2. It sounded like I was talking about a disease. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that would go over too well, no. That's why I had to change it. It was driving me nuts. It's a short trip, isn't it? That's true. But remember, yeah. you're my internet. Remember mother. what? <laughs> remember, you're my kid. Exactly. You, know, we, we, you named yourself that. Admittedly, I. But you I agreed to it. This is true, and I even put up a post today that said I'm proud of you. So you know. Yeah. Whatever. Did. I saw it. Yes. So. Oh, okay. Um, huh. I'm going to. Um, oh, please tell me Brad oh. sent you a message. I'm gonna oh, God. Live. Wouldn't it be amazing? <laughs> but no, there's no Brad message right now. Um, Damn it. I do have a little treat for you guys. Um, Sybil recorded something from me for me. And it runs about nine minutes, and I'm going to end the show with it. And I'm also going to put it up separately by itself for those of you who want to um, download it um, and have it as a podcast. Um, So, but I'm going to end the show with um, this this um, this little short story. Um, It's uploading. I meant to upload it before, but I forgot. My bad. It happens somewhere. I've got. 
and I think it's actually attached to my to my actual site. But I recorded in my own voice. I read um, one of my ultra short stories, and it's the one I did uh, from Atlantis's point of view. Awesome. And um, yeah, it's on your site. I go and look yeah. it all the time. <laughs> And it's uh, it. God, that thing was a pain in the ass to to record. Do you know how difficult it is not to edit your own stuff as you're reading it out loud, or to actually just <laughs> know, right? ripping right through that? Oh my god! Yeah, it's not a script. This you is can't why sit there I don't do or audio books, whatever. Um, I actually got told once years ago that I had a very nice voice and I should do them. And my reaction was, really? And then, of course, I go and I get the job I get. So, you know, there goes that idea. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's actually too long to end the show with it. It's uh, 12 minutes and 42 seconds, and I only have 10 minutes left. So I will um, do a separate podcast after the show and put that up for you guys. Uh, it's called Monster oh, cool. Meat, and it's on my site. And um, Sybil has... Um, uh, done a podcast for me and it's awesome and um so it'll come up after the um, show goes off okay i'll, I'll do a separate cool. podcast for that cool that sounds that sounds interesting so maybe i should hand you my I one that, that minutes, i did so. maybe i should hand you the one that i did just for this one of it yeah. see if i can come yeah. up with any other ones anyway that actually read um, them out we had a week oh yeah Mm. It's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm been a week. I'm kind of horrified about the bunny guts, you guys. I'm just, it just, that was just more than I could take. It, it was like a freaking horror movie in my backyard. It's like, it's like he heard me talking about Stephen King. I mean, that, that, that's how bad it was. Oh, man. Oh, no. I had to use a hose. Oh, oh. yuck. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, grody. Okay. My, well, my beautiful I, white and gray baby was not white. He's not and gray. white and gray anymore. <laughs> That's just nasty, dog. And it's thirty-two degrees. And then he wagged his like, tail the entire time too. You know, not when I hose him down. He's supposed <laughs> to be a gentleman. But he said fuck that for the day. Terrible. Apparently. Terrible. Terrible. Ghost has come back, thankfully not recently, um, with things that have been half alive and um, he, he tends to be very proud and thrilled with himself when he does this and doesn't seem to get exactly why I'm less than thrilled with him when he does this type of thing. Um, last time he did it, he tried kind of to bring it in because he had it in his mouth. It was a lizard at that point. And the kitten was all sorts of interested in, you know, whatever uh, ghost was bringing home because he was standing right there trying to get, you know, around my feet so that way he could go see what his older brother was bringing home for him, bringing him home to play with. Um, thankfully, the only thing that has ever 
entered the house from the great gray hunter um, was a moth. And even then, that was just not something I wanted in the house. But everything else, breathing and lizard-like or vole-like or the two rabbits he brought home, has all stayed outside. If there is a cricket in the house, Nibbler will find it. And I would like to point out, Nibbler does not try to kill it. Nibbler watches it hop, and she'll, like, lay down on the floor behind it and scooch herself forward so that she can sniff at it while it hops. And every once in a while, she'll do this thing where she tries to pat it. And instead of patting it, she squishes it. And when she squishes it, she moves back from it, and she'll lay on the floor and move it with her nose. And if it doesn't move, she will start to cry because she has killed her friend. She has killed her friend, and she will pout the entire rest of the day until she gets a rawhide to try and make up for it. My my cat like before that, these um, two. That hmm. book that um book Stein um with Lenny and the rabbits. Uh, oh, oh, I, I have seen that one. Okay. It's a book. My it's my two cats. Be- two of my cats what? before these two. When they had a cricket in the house. One likes the crunchy bits and one likes the squishy bits. And you would expect that they would share their crickets because one would eat the crunchy bits and one would eat the squishy bits. <clears throat> the problem is that they didn't share crickets. So I would come out some mornings and I'd have crunchy bits all over my house. I'd have squishy bits all over my house. And we're what in Guam. What Chris? Yeah. We're in Guam and that was horrible. No, Chris, oh. what she posted. Oh. What the? Oh. <laughs> it's like, it, 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 is that like a tauntaun thing? <laughs> where, where, you know, it, it's in the middle of winter and the, and the, the dog is going into the tauntaun thing? The podcast, Chris asked, there's a funny thread on the dog training chat room where there was the question, how do I get my dog out of the moose carcass? <laughs> I don't think you're going to have any hope for that. The question should be is, how do I get this moose carcass off my fucking lawn? The dog or in your case, your back porch. Just let it go. If I remember right, the, your your dog likes to deliver her, his um his carcasses to the back porch. Yeah, it was the howling that caught my attention this time because it was a little different. It was very triumphant. So I knew something oh. bad, terrible, no good was going on in my backyard, and I was not wrong. Um, I'm going to tell you people, we're about to have Christmas, and so the next big holiday after the ridiculous um, Hallmark occasion, it was called Valentine's Day, will be Easter. Do not buy your kids rabbits. <laughs> or ducks. Or or kittens. Or God knows what else. Or Hell, chickens. don't buy the kid those things now. Motherfuckers, it's a pet. It's Don't not just a one-day thing. It's a lifelong rabbit. commitment. Yes, they're lifelong. The average rabbit exactly. is five to six years. If you can't have a 
the animal in your house five to six years. Do not let it go in your neighborhood for your neighbor's dog to eat it. <laughs> and for for your neighbor to call her best friend across the country and go, he fucking did it again. There's icky all over my lawn. <laughs> I don't need to go and kill 26 rabbits this year. Damn, that's a record, isn't it? He he didn't get half that many last year. No, but he got a whole bunch of uh, uh, squirrels last year. So they make up for it. Yeah. He did not get fat-ass Squirrels are smaller. I'm going to have to get that chipmunk. We're going to hunt together for that chipmunk. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um... The, the problem Babylon is is that Kira Lit has enough square footage in her yard that there's bunnies who enter in and out. And the problem is is the only reason they go out is they go out in garbage bags. Um, if it enters that yeah. yard, if it enters that yard, her two dogs work as a team, and they do horribly yeah. unmentionable things to those bunnies. Okay, they're and, not unmentionable. Let me tell you. I, if I have to pick up one more bunny carcass in my backyard where just the feet and ears have been eaten, <laughs> just the feet and ears, my mm. dogs are fucking serial killers, okay? They're sadists. <laughs> I just hope the bunny is dead before that happens. I doubt it. Probably not. It probably bled out. Sorry. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm not. Two of us, I'm never sorry, though. Yeah, of the two of us, I think I officially have a stronger stomach when it comes to that. They eat trophies. They don't take them. Well, we're down to, like, less Terrible. than two minutes. I found out where we're moving to. Yes, you, you mentioned oh, that. You did. It's going to be fucking cold. Are you happy, excited? Mm. I'm excited. Yes. He is not. I think you're nuts. <laughs> okay. I know that. I'm going to have me a pet otter. Here's the thing. Are you going to be in the part of that place where there's going to be the big difference in the sunlight? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. And even if we were, I have no problems investing in blackout curtains. Uh-huh. You're going to be able to have some. Apparently, my mother needs Criminal Minds. Um, anyways, that's our Your show. Your mother reads Criminal Minds sick? No, she watches the show to cleanse her oh, palate from seeing things on Facebook she shouldn't be seeing. Um, I don't blame her. It was disgusting. Uh, there was no high road to take in that particular <laughs> circumstance. Okay, we're down 35 seconds. You guys have a great weekend. Have a good you too.
7 billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that 1 in 7 billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations.